0: FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Abdul-Hakim the program of House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. How's it going? Doing well. Got to do a little bit of lawyering later this morning, but otherwise not bad. Okay, so before we get to the U.S. Senate debate, you were lamenting the fact that, uh, and you actually broke this story, that Starbucks downtown is now closing, and until they close, they've altered their hours because of a public safety concern.
1: Yes, normally they would open about Six five five, six o'clock in the morning. Different Starbucks opened up at uh, different times. Uh but this one, uh when I went pulled on the circle, they don't open till they not open till nine o'clock now. Like nine o'clock, I can't do anything with that. That's that's nine o'clock in the morning. That's my day is half over by nine A. M.
0: Now you <laughs> Now you broke this story, and you said initially, and I believe this has been concern, been confirmed. One of the reasons for it closing, maybe you would even say a primary reason, is the concern over safety in downtown Indianapolis.
1: Oh yeah, well, two things: uh, safety for their employees, and also potentially liability, because what would happen uh, is because Starbucks is right there on the eastern spoke of the circle. It's a very populous traveled. Traveled area because you got the bank Cross street, the Columbia Club, Starbucks, a couple of uh, vendor stores, and uh, AS. And so it's a really high-traveled, high-traveled uh, area. So on the one hand, you had the homeless people who are accosting, yes, employees out there. And number two, you have occasionally have homeless people come in the store and do things they weren't supposed to do. Like one guy one, I heard last week just went in and literally did number two <laughs> in the in the store right there. And you can't have that if you're going to have a business uh, because number one, it's not good for business. Number two. You know, you got liabilities going on, so Starbucks just made the decision uh, to close that shop on October uh, 28th.
0: That's pathetic, isn't it? That this city is so unsafe that Starbucks says we've got to close a premium, or what should be at least, a premium location store.
1: And Starbucks still had eight years left on their lease. Because the lease isn't closed, isn't over until 2030.
0: So that's how that's how bad it's gotten downtown in perspective. The star, I assume, there's some money probably involved that Starbucks would have to pay if you break a lease early. But they said we'd rather get out of our downtown location and whatever is associated with that. I don't know for sure. Rather than stay in downtown Indianapolis.
1: Now there there are two more Starbucks in the in the immediate. No, I'm sorry. I think the three Starbucks. Three more Starbucks in the immediate downtown There's One on Capitol Street, uh, the one in the Simon Building, right across the street from the State Capitol. And then there's the the other one on Mass Avenue. So, Starbucks is still still has a presence in downtown Indy. Also, they got the buildings over in the in the JW Marriott and all that other.
0: Yeah, but it's not even about that. It's like you you should not in any major metropolitan city. Look, I know in every major metropolitan city, there's somewhere where you just would say, "Don't go there. You're on your own." I I understand that, but in downtown, a company the size of Starbucks says it is so unsafe here. We'd rather close. That's such an embarrassment.
1: Yes. Now, I will say this: the the issue with Starbucks actually doesn't date back to to the mo- to the most recent incident. Actually, me uh, and uh, another colleague of mine who who's a downtown merchant, we we're talking about this the other day. We actually think it goes back to the Super Bowl back in 2012, when all the emphasis was put on Maryland Street and Georgia Street and, and building all that up, and sort of ignoring the circle part. So you get that thrown in there. Number one. Number two. Uh, you got when the homeless property got really, really bad in the downtown area, you had the, the riots and the George Floyd stuff uh, taking place. So it's been sort of a series. This actually goes back almost 10 years uh, to, to to when Starbucks made, finally made that decision. Then you had the situation in Philadelphia where the two black guys got got kicked out of uh, Starbucks. And so Starbucks said, we welcome everybody, but without sort of any sort of normal parameters. Like, OK, as long as you're in here, you're reading a book or you're having a drink or cocktail or, or drink or coffee, you're fine, but if you come here disturbing other people, then you got to go.
0: Well, and it, it, it just feels like there's no shame in this in this city. Like there's nothing about Joe Hogsett that says, "Wow, that is so utterly embarrassing. I must do something." There's nothing about Ryan Mears that says, oh, "This is so utterly embarrassing. I must do something." It's just, well, you know, that's the way it is. There's no, there just doesn't seem like there's anything from leadership to city county council, nothing that says that we are mortified at how unsafe our city is perception or otherwise. So let's get to work on this.
1: And I have to go back and double check and see if I heard any statements from anybody in the council. Uh, I know Cindy Carrasco made a statement. I don't think Ryan did. I don't think the mayor did.
0: Um, when you look at the city of Indianapolis and you mentioned it goes uh, at least for Starbucks, it goes all the way back to the Super Bowl 10 years ago. But let's face it. It is safe to say the city has gone a in a markedly wrong direction in public safety the past seven years.
1: Yes, uh, which is ironic because Joe ran as the public safety mayor as a uh-huh. former, as a former uh, U.S. attorney, and I've always been a firm believer that Indianapolis kind of gets the mayor that it needs at the time. Um, Hudnut, you know, sort of professionalized the city. Uh, Goldsmith was a technocrat. Peterson was a developer. Uh, Greg Ballard was a block and tackle. He was a roads and sewers and an infrastructure mayor. And so his crime was starting to creep back up. And I'm like, okay, Joe's a U.S. attorney. He should, you know, crime should be his yeah. issue. But all we've done is spend more money and get more
0: crime. Why doesn't the media cover this more? Like, I saw the indie star guy, what's his name? Briggs, had just kind of a flippant response to this. Like, no, no big deal. Like, ah, you know, whatever. Why isn't the media all over this? And, and it's just like excusing this. It, like, almost like Starbucks is just exaggerating because they're looking for a reason to close a store. Or something. Well, I, I'm, not, I, I, I'm not saying he was saying that exactly, but it was like, Really?
1: I, I will. I will give. I will give the media, my, my brothers and sisters, the media credit, uh, because the the Starbucks story, I broke like on a Friday at twelve o'clock. Next thing you know, it's all hell breaking loose. You got people down at the Starbucks in the store, the the whole nine yards. So it actually got a couple compliments from a couple of media. We're like, hey, I'm doing, thanks. We were looking for a story that afternoon. I'm like, hey, no no problem. Glad to help. But they no, never no. Hold,
0: they never hold the politicians accountable. Like, we still don't know where Joe Hogsett was. Two and a half years later, we still have no idea where Joe Hogsett was during the riots. Absolutely none. No, and, and look, obviously, I'm not going to be able to ask that question because I'm sure there's probably some sort of tase on site order if, you, if I got within 30 yards, but there are people...
1: Actually, who, 50 yards.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> but, but there are people who have access to this guy all the time, and nobody ever says, dude, where were you? What? Why? So well, You hang out with these people.
1: Well, I, I don't hang out with the city reporters as much as I used to because of all the bloodshed I had to do this year. Um, I do think that part of, part of the issue is... You have smaller newsrooms and less experienced reporters, uh, because the, the days of your your Kevin Raiders, your Jim Shellas, you know your your Mary Mills, uh, those folks are all retired and now gone to do other things. So you got a lot of younger reporters who are here, who don't who don't have the institutional knowledge or institutional memory to, to actually get this stuff done. Now I have it, Rafael Sanchez has it, Ray Steele has it, uh, a couple of reporters from 13 and 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 uh, Channel 8 have it as well. But at the same time, though, as as the as the reporters get smaller and smaller and younger and younger, you you lose that institutional memory. And so no one knows to ask that question when they get that opportunity.
0: FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love freedomfoodsindiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. freedomfoodsindiana.com Rob Kendall Abdullah abdul the program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. All right, so Sunday came and went, and the great debate wasn't great at all. In fact, it was a complete and total train wreck. All three candidates for United States Senate were on the stage and they looked like a Saturday Night Live skit. Tell me I'm wrong.
1: Well, I, don't, I don't think you're fully right. <laughs> oh, I,
0: you thought that you got something out of that debate. You you thought you're a better person for having spent an hour of your time watching those three chuckleheads talk back and forth. Well, I don't think I'm a better person. <laughs> uh, well, it would be in, in your mind it would be impossible <laughs> to be any better than you currently are. But come on, I mean, that was, that was awful. Well, it, it wasn't
1: awful in the sense that uh, – they actually did touch on issues. They touched on abortion, inflation, and the, and the whole nine yards. Which, I, which I will give them that. I will give. I will give the winner of the debate, however, to Tom McDermott.
0: Yes, but that, but that's like that's like everyone else was an F, so I was a D minus, so I won.
1: Or as we say back home, it's like being valedictorian in summer school.
0: Right? <laughs> yes, I mean, it's, it's like – I, I agree with you. I agree with exactly what you're saying. Already, w- what
1: was the analogy you used, like being the SEC or the AEC champion or something yeah, like the, that?
0: Yeah, the AFC South <laughs> – some team is going to win the AFC South this year. It's going to be the Colts, the Texans, the Jaguars, or the Titans. And none of those teams are very good, but somebody's got to be a winner. Yes, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go.
1: Um. However, I, I do think that Todd was a bit, for, for lack of a better term – not fully on his game. And it was kind of, kind of start off in the beginning because Tom, uh, when he got, when he got on the stage, immediately went on the attack. Yeah. And we asked him afterwards, like, so Tom, why'd you get so aggressive, uh, with Senator young? He was like, I only got an hour. And i like, yeah. this, this is it. Yeah. So I, got I, a, so- I got an hour. You know, people who are watching people who are really excited to watching, So I got to make my point, you know, in that hour. So that's why I did, did what I did now. Uh, originally Tom said he wanted like nine debates. one in each congressional district. No one's going to agree to that. Right. Uh, Maybe, maybe two or three, but I, I see Tom's point, and uh, James Siniak, God love him, but Siniak seemed very very unprepared and very unsure of himself.
0: Yeah, and a, it was very disappointing because, and, and I, I don't know, do, are you this way? When I watch these debates, I debate along with the event. Like, I think, okay, in this case, I'm going to pretend to be the libertarian, and Todd Young is there, and McDermott's there, and I think about what I would say, how I would answer the questions, what I would rebut with, do you do that?
1: Um, I'll do it on certain questions. Like for example, uh, during the Secretary of State's race, the Secretary of State debate, I was surprised at how well both uh, Destiny Wells and Jeff Moore stuck to the questions and Destiny didn't do a didn't do a thing that like Tom McDermott did. Like he'd always turn that whatever whatever yeah. the question was, always turn it to Todd Young is you know, he's been here for twelve years, yeah. you know, deficits gone up, the immigration problem's gotten bad and abortion he'd always turn it back to Todd Young. Which, uh, which, I was surprised that Destiny or Jeff Jeff kind of did at the end. Let's talk about the eight hundred pound gorilla, right, not in the room. But I just started out early on because from, if you look at if you look at the trends of how people watch debates, most people watch the first fifteen yep. minutes and it starts to drop down. So if you are going to do something, you got that first fifteen minutes to make your point.
0: It it, it used to be, um, and I don't know if it still is because I don't really watch television anymore. But like if you were watching Saturday Night Live or uh, let's say like uh, Saturday Night's main event in wrestling, you put your Go to thing or the the talk shows the late the late night talk shows you'd put your best guest up first or your best skit up first or your best wrestling match up first because especially like late at night people you're are fighting sleep is what I was always told you know why they did it in professional wrestling but but even or even in these other shows but in this case you're right you've got a certain amount of time to grab people's attention there's a very slim chance people are going to make it through the whole thing and that is. That is why you come out of the gate guns blazing because, let's face it, in the case of McDermott, the first 30 minutes are probably what people are going to remember, even though he kind of fell apart there at the end once he got into the social stuff because he couldn't help himself.
1: Yeah, but near the end of the debate, by then, you, you, you don't necessarily have to worry about what you say at the end of the debate unless you do a pull of Richard Murdoch type well, sure, type deal. Uh, but no, but, but McDermott, I will give McDermott credit, he came out of the gate, but, you know, no. Fight it! Fight! Punch punch it! Punching and kicking.
0: Yeah, and I mentioned all that because it's like I'm sitting there saying, "Okay, I'm going to pretend to be Seniac. and it was like, "Dude, you are a libertarian, and you have a made-for-punching bag in Todd Young as the incumbent, and your poll showed you that there are whatever it was, 25 percent of Republicans still undecided, who are your, as Jesse Ventura used to call them, potential customers, and." it was like he was just trying to be nice to everybody. Those people are undecided don't want nice, dude. They want somebody who's going to tell the truth about, uh, or at least what they believe the truth is about Todd Young.
1: Or at least somebody, not necessarily, not necessarily nice. I am not necessarily know nice would be the right word to use. But they want somebody who will stand up and look like they'll fight. Yes. And and Siniak did not do that. He seemed very unsure of himself, uh, kind of stammered a little bit. And and actually, you know what, you know what bothers me the most? His tie.
0: Well, isn't that, isn't that funny? Because his,
1: his tie was crooked. Isn't
0: that funny? Because we had talked. I think you and I talked about this last week about how great Jeff Moore's tie looked with that gold, and it was you know he you get up there and it was like I watched that Secretary of State's debate, and you and I talked about this afterwards. Jeff Moore is the best candidate given the and especially given the current environment where the Libertarians are making big gains. He's the best candidate the Libertarians have ever run for statewide office, and he went out of that, that debate, and you walked out of there going, "Wow." I'm really proud to be voting for this guy and Cineac, look I'm still going to vote for him because I would vote for a little literal orange peel over Todd <laughs> Young. If it were Todd Young v Orange Peel, I would vote for the orange peel, but it's like, dude, you had such an opportunity and you did not you did not uh, grab the brass ring, buddy. Like no
1: you got, you got you got a limited time, limited window like maybe 10 15 minutes at the most to to, to try to get the audience's attention and keep their attention. And I don't think Semniac quite pulled it off.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and it was interesting. You know, Twitter is not real life, but it is interesting to monitor sometimes. I think there were a lot of people who went into that thing saying, okay, I guess there's a slim chance I could vote for Todd Young still. There's a chance I could vote for James Siniak because I don't know a lot about him other than when he appears on, you know, radio or in newspaper. and." Or there's an opportunity. I'm going to leave it blank. I think leave it blank was the big winner on those undecided people because, like you said, Todd didn't do himself any favors.
1: I think. Undec- I think if you're undecided, you're still undecided.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. So here is the question for you, because Indiana is so Republican by default. I still think Todd Young is going to win, even though I think it'll be closer. Than it was when he ran against Evan Bay, which is weird because Evan Bay, on paper, is a markedly better candidate than Tom McDermott. Am I wrong by thinking I don't know if I don't know if Todd's necessarily going to win by a large margin?
1: Well, I think Evan Bay and Tom McDermott are different types of character, are different types of politicians. They just came up with two different two different time periods. Evan came up under, under his father Birch Bay. He was a former governor, secretary of state, U.S. senator. So. He comes to the table with a lot more different things than McDermott, who's a three term mayor, like a four term mayor of Hammond right now. Uh, what I do think, however, is I think Todd still pulls off a victory. I think it's within five points.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Now, now,
1: ask me that tomorrow. I can probably give you a different answer.
0: Well, and so it, this is what's interesting to me because, in a weird way, the Secretary of State and U.S. Senate races are somewhat intertwined. And I think the one thing that is really going to hurt Todd is Diego, because I think a lot of people, um, in the secretary in the U.S. Senate race, I've still seen a lot of people say, "Well, yeah, Todd's terrible, and I don't like him, but I can't risk a Democrat senator from Indiana." I'm not hearing that. So in, in terms of voting, third party, Libertarian, or not voting at all in the race. I'm not hearing that though in the Secretary of State's race. So it appears there are a lot of people who may, in a weird way, vote libertarian in these undecided people that you're talking about, libertarian in the Secretary of State's race, and then Republican in the US Senate race. Am I way off base on that?
1: No, I would not be surprised there's a lot of split ticket voting uh, taking place.
0: But it's also a thing where Diego could potentially cost Todd Young votes because, you know, people do things in habit. They do thing, things in groups. You know, there's a lot of people who may have in the past voted straight ticket who say, well, I'm not doing that. And if you don't vote Republican on all of them, maybe there's more than one you don't vote Republican on.
1: That that would not surprise me. And I'm, I'm, making, a, I'm making a call a little bit later today uh, just on how early voting has come out in uh, the state of Indiana. Because right now it is bigger than it was – I want to say almost on par with 2018, uh, the early voting right now. We're, we're at the start of the pandemic. So I know, I know the numbers are up in Boone County. The numbers are up in uh, Marion County. So i got to uh, check Hamilton and Hendricks.
0: I have questions for you on ads because now, finally, we have Destiny Wells, the Democrat candidate for Secretary of State, and Tom McDermott, the Democrat candidate for U.S. Senate. You're fired. On television. <laughs> McDermott is running an ad while focused on abortion that is primarily about him featuring him, Destiny Wells is running an ad that says Diego sucks. If you were a come-from-behind candidate, which the Democrats are defo- by default because Indiana is so Republican, which ad would you encourage your candidate to run for statewide office, the Republican sucks or here's me, hello?
1: I would look at the number of undecided voters, and that is why, and to me, that is a, <clears throat> that's probably the logic and rationale why Destiny Wells is running the, running the commercial attacking Diego. Because what she's saying is like, hey, he's only got two-thirds of his base right now, according to the Indy politics poll. So let's go for that. Let's go for those undecided. Here's why you're sh- here's why you undecided. Because he sucks. He got fired from his job. He spent money on a campaign car, the sexual misconduct things.
0: But it doesn't mean they're going to vote for you. A lot of those people are going to vote for Jeff Moore, the libertarian. So is her thing like, <laughs> you well... Don't,
1: you don't care as long as they don't vote for you. Well, is it,
0: is that what I was going to ask you. Is it doesn't really matter if I can take away enough from him, and I'm at, let's say, I can get to 43 if... If I can figure out a way to get Jeff Moore to 14, well, then, you know, game on. Exactly. It is, it is not that I must win. It's that you must lose. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. Well, that's why I love politics. <laughs> but the U.S. Senate side, it's Tom McDermott sort of as a pro-Tom McDermott ad, which given Todd Young's record, although I guess part of Tom McDermott's problem is, and this was we were laughing the other night about that debate, when he's ripping on spending, it's laughable to think Tom McDermott as the Democrat is going to come in there and be some sort of pushback or you know you know stalwart against government spending. He's going to do whatever Chuck Schumer tells him to do.
1: Well, the well the thing is with, with the McDermott's race, it it's it, because you got fewer undecided voters, only 25 percent. You're trying to make a you're trying to make a play for them, like hey. You know, I'm pro choice. I'm you know Todd I'm you know Todd Young, she spent all this money, immigration problems only gotten worse, blah, 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 blah. I think I think both Destiny Wells and Tom McDermott are appealing to those independent voters, but their end game is different. McDermott wants the independent voters to vote for him. I think Wells wants the independent voters to either vote for her or for Jeff Moore.
0: Rob Kendall keeps you boss The program is State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. I still think Diego's gonna win. Don't you? I'm not convinced. I'm not saying I think, obviously, I'm not saying I think that's a good thing. I don't. But there has to be a reason. Okay, so let's, let's work through this, right? There has to be a reason that his campaign strategy continues to be, I'm going to go to Republican functions and Republican fundraisers, and everything I do appears to be about Republicans. It seems like a terrible strategy, given that we're, whatever, a couple weeks away from the election. But... There has to be a reason he's doing that. Their strategy is to get out as much
1: of the GOP vote as humanly possible. That that is their strategy, and that is why I'm firmly that's why they keep going to uh, Republican events. And if you look in their Twitter feed, it is very um, I don't don't want to use the word uninspiring. It is it is very it's very formalistic. Had a great time at the Blank County Lincoln Day. Yes. it's Blaine, always the same post. Yeah, Blaine County Republicans are excited and revved up. It is it is literally the exact same thing in almost every Twitter. It's, it's a picture of him with a microphone or shaking hands with somebody at a, at, a, at, a, at a table and then fill in the blank about Republicans, blah, 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 blah that, that sort of thing.
0: All right, I wanted to ask you about something the Democrats did the other day because they just can't seem to help themselves. And I feel like McDermott did this during his debate, and then they go out and do this the next day. They remind people, even though... The people loathe many Republicans, whether it's Todd Young, Diego, whatever, on a variety of reasons. But then they get into the social stuff and this on-demand abortion stuff. And that's why I said with the second half of that debate. Tom McDermott, I felt like, for people who sat through it, they were reminded, if you were on the fence, why you are not voting for a Democrat and then they go out the next day and have this contract with women.
1: Well, I see, but you also got to assume, too, you got you got to assume that abortion is is is, is a person's number one issue.
0: But the polling is showing it's not. And, Polar, have,
1: pol- yeah, but hold for a second. The polling showed that it's not. The polling shows that it's inflation gas prices and then the abortion issue. However, when we polled statewide, we asked a simple question, were you more or less likely to vote for a candidate who supports abortion rights? 51% said yes, 34% said no, the other 14% said it didn't.
0: It didn't. But you, but you didn't ask inside the margins, right? Like first trimester or on-demand abortion from conception to live birth. No, because we, I, I agree no, with we,
1: you. No, because that would have been a whole thing. Well, I 000. understand,
0: but that's what I'm saying. Is and this is where the Democrats misplay their hand, which is people know Tom McDermott, Destiny Wells, they want no limits for abortion. It'd be one thing if Tom McDermott came out and said, look. I support abortion in the first trimester. We should try to make it as rare as humanly possible. But if it's gonna happen, first trimester only, and then I'm out. Same thing with Destiny Wells. They don't say that because their base is not there. I mean, they don't I agree with you that the majority of society supports first trimester abortions. Polling shows that. Polling also shows, though, however, people are out after that because they know fetuses can feel pain and they know that they can, you know, do things like hear music, et cetera. And that's what the Dobbs case was all about to begin with, which was changing. Where you know where abortion limits are because of what we now know about how fetuses, uh, you know, operate inside the womb, and these people, McDermott and Destiny, just lose a lot of people who the other ones might be able to get because they know what they are—they're on-demand abortion advocates.
1: Yeah, but they're—I—I—I I, I, I will respectfully disagree that they're on the abortion on-demand advocates. Well, they, what's the
0: limit? They never answer the question.
1: Uh, when when McDermott answered the question, on I us say during the debate, I was say in the second half of the debate. Uh, no, no, it Was the debate? It was actually at uh, uh, the news conference they had on the contract with women. Uh, His thing was, uh, Roe Ro had limitations on on abortion. I accept those limitations that were. No, it didn't. That they were laid out in Roe. Yes.
0: Ro, no, no, no. States, California still had on-demand abortion. Virginia, remember Northern, when he was governor, was literally advocating for abortion for uh, 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 babies who had survived. Uh, an abortion who had made it out of the womb. I mean, New York has no limits on abortion. Roe. Well, well,
1: actually, actually, yes, it did, but but, that, like, that's a whole other legal argument for another whole, whole other time. Back, back to our main point, which is simply a majority of the voters say they'll vote for a candidate who supports abortion rights. Only a third said they won't. So the Democrats and Tom McDermott are rolling the dice on that 51%.
0: This just seems like a gigantic mistake when you have people who look people are looking for a reason to vote against Todd Young your polling showed that we've known that for a long time wouldn't you say dude if i'm at 40 or whatever that poll was that showed him at i forget whatever your i forget exactly where yours was 30, 30 39 37 yeah 37 okay so if i can pull off 20% of the 25 wouldn't you take a super moderate approach to everything and then just beat the hell out of Todd Young on the on the spending and the inflation well you see
1: the challenge is for both Todd Young and for Tom, and for Destiny Wells, they both have this sort of issue right now, which is you have your you have your base. You have Tom your,
0: McDermott or Todd Young.
1: Todd Young. Okay. You have you have your base of support, but you also have your moderate independence that you're trying to win. And so I, I go back to the to the man on the wire uh, with a guy walking on the balance beam between the World Trade Centers. He's he's trying to you know okay I got to talk about abortion for here okay and I got to talk about inflation for here and you just got to trying to make it across uh, to the other World Trade Center tower because that unfortunately. That is where our politics are right now.
0: If you were advising Democrats in Indiana, like just let's just say it's a blanket thing, okay? I know every race is different; and it has its own unique characteristics based on who you're running against, what the office is. But if you were advising Democrats on how to win, start winning elections in Indiana, is this contract with women what they should be doing? Would or would you be telling them to do? What would you tell them to do? I say if
1: you're gonna if you're gonna do a contract with women, fine. But I would make it more about reproductive health choices. I'd make it about you know, the, you know your financial situation because to me your financial situation is the biggest determination whether you're going to have children or not. If you're spending money on gas and on groceries, you don't have a whole lot of money left to have a baby. So, to me, I'd I'd, I'd make it i make it a quality of life uh, related issue. For example, here in Indiana, we got all these jobs coming. Okay, that's fine, but do we have the people to fill them? So, what's the point of you know, giving away all the stuff to bring all these jobs here if we don't have the people to fill the position? So. I start thinking outside the box a little bit.
0: Okay, so let's wrap up our show today by talking about a prediction of the next week or so. Anything change in the U.S. Senate race because of the debate? Like, does Todd Young start running new ads? I mean, his, again, it's just so weird. It's like his ads are, I'm a Marine, Duh, we've known that for 12 years, so that's nothing. Then there's another ad is bragging about this CHIPS bill, which just added a bunch of money to the national debt and enriched multi-billion dollar corporations, which is why people don't like you to begin with who are undecided on you. Anything change out of that? Like, Todd Young has run no ad that's talking about, like, I'm a conservative, I'm a leader, I'm a, you know, I, I you know the judges. The judges are a home run for him. Of all the things Todd Young's done, and you know how much I load that guy, he's been very good on the judges for the most part, wouldn't you run an ad about that? I mean, something to try to appeal to these conservatives who are undecided.
1: Well, we still got basically two and a half weeks left, so I would not be surprised if you see one or two more commercials pop up between now, between now and then, uh, because number one, you got, you got your television schedule—you know, you bought the time, you got the money in the bank—and so I would not be surprised if you see Todd Young do a couple more commercials between now and uh, and Election Day.
0: Any movement on the Marion County Prosecutor's race?
1: I will know Saturday. Oh. Because I'll be in an event uh, with both pro- with both Ryan Mears and Cindy Carrasco are scheduled to be there. Oh, so I'll probably have some some more information for us uh, next Thursday.
0: All right. Well, it's another uh, another show in the books. You've done your <laughs> usual phenomenal job as always. We couldn't do it without you, and uh, well, you know you're my favorite person to disagree with, but I feel like on this part, I feel like for most part, we agree on most of the things we've talked about today, which is disappointing and surprising, but uh, don't worry.
1: There'll be be plenty of time to fight after election day.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you did a great job as always. Thank you, my friend. Hey, thank you. Freedomfoodsindiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. Freedomfoodsindiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Abdul-Akeem Shabazz, the program is Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget you can find Abdul on Twitter at A-T-T-Y-Abdul, at A-T-T-Y-Abdul, Be sure to bookmark as well his very fabulous website, IndiePolitics.org, IndiePolitics.org. And while you're there, get yourself a cheat sheet subscription. It's the best $50 you'll spend on. All year. Also, speaking of Abdul, many Saturdays, you can hear him 1 to 3 p.m., 1 to 3 p.m., Abdul at Large on 93.1 WIBC. Me, I'm on Twitter, at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall, and you can hear me weekdays 9 until noon, weekdays 9 until noon, The Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC. For Abdul Hakeem Shabazz, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.